Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Corner Talks podcast. Today, I have a good friend, talented actress, dancer, model, Ava Corley Myron, better known as Q6. What's going on? Q6. Oh, she's showing off. Oh, that's sick. She's showing off some merch. Is that available yeah. for sale? Can we get it? No, no, no. Okay, okay. My friend made it for the music video I just filmed. So that's amazing. That's amazing. How did that go, by the way? It went really good. Yeah, I was like, yeah, it's my first like rap song that I'm gonna release. Nice, and I, nice. Basically, all the dancers I train with, like I recruited them or they wanted to do it with me. So like we did a video with like dancers, and it was really it was really nice. That's that's amazing. <laughs> no, that's amazing. That's great to hear. And like how I introduced you, uh, you're multi talented, right? Like I, when I first was introduced to you by my good friend Abil, co-producer on Demon, the short film that I directed you in the performance, uh, I had no idea that uh there was an array of talent um within yourself you know like i honestly thought you were just an actor and then you go on your instagram page and you're a dancer you're a model and you're a singer as well which is something that he informed me about you know you have your own spotify uh tracks coming out so um kudos to you like just killing it out there you know like really being a true artist uh, through and through thank you i appreciate it <laughs> yeah of course of course so um yeah like i mentioned we uh known each other uh we were introduced to each other because of this short film called demon um and we approached you to play the part of v um you know i don't want to get into too much details but uh this is a very uh intriguing performance for yourself right uh something that captivated you um as a female mm-hmm. um you know you commended mm-hmm. me on my writing that she was a strong female mm-hmm. lead and yeah. um she was the star of the show you know and yeah. that's how i kind of saw it as <laughs> and, I, and i thought it was just so badass that's how i love to see my female characters very empowering mm-hmm. Um, and you did beautifully portraying it. Obviously, we still have to edit it and put it all together, but you did your job. <laughs> the rest yeah. is up to me, as they say, you know? <laughs> but, yeah. um, I-, I love that. Like, the first thing, I, like, when I read the script and I, and I realized, like, the female was the, basically the protagonist, because she ended up, oh, I don't want to spoil it. No, no, you don't, no worries. <laughs> but she was basically, yeah, the, the center of the film. Yeah, basically, she was like, it's just like, I was, like, really happy because I'm like, the female is like the most important, you know? And it's like, you yeah. see that a lot, so. No, for sure. And that's something that you and I like kind of uh, bonded over on set, right? In between takes. It's something that I do as a director with my actors is I try to make them understand who I am, like where I, how I came mm-hmm. up with the, the character, you know, um, the vision I have for, for the role. And that's something that I told you from day one. It's kind of like, you know, I'm that kind of guy where, you know, being a male, <laughs> I don't care <laughs> to see uh, female or male. It's just like equality, right, for me. But yeah. there is something about that empowerment, right? There is something about that significance that you can bring to a character um, that just, again, like makes it more captivating for the viewer, I feel, and more compelling. Um, I didn't want her to be perceived as just some background character, some toy, mm-hmm. some trophy, um, mm-hmm. you know, eye candy, whatever have you. And, mm-hmm. you know, for, for those that don't want to get, again, I don't want to get too much into it, but for those that watch the film, you know, at mm-hmm. first you'll see it as, oh, like, you know, she's, you know, the guy's uh, love interest or, you know, she's, she's the mm-hmm. girl, right? You know, you can't touch her and you don't realize that she, <laughs> she, she can hold her own, right? So, um, yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> and uh, again, the actors, you know, Obi, uh, Abil, um, you know, we got uh, Timothy and we got Jermaine, they played those characters uh, masterfully as well um but I love that dynamism you know like the fact that you have this uh petite kind of girl like yourself you know this woman amongst these like you know testosterone driven kind of individuals and um yeah how it just kind of all unfolds so I don't want to say too much about uh demon but uh, that's just a little sneak peek for anyone uh curious about the project 
um, Ava and I collaborated on. So we wanted to just hint there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ava's excited. I, I honestly, Ava, I mean this. When we wrapped, uh, nothing mm -hmm. brought me more joy to see you just um, in awe and, you know, just uh, enthralled by the whole, like, uh, experience. You know, like you were just absorbing it. You had a great time. There was a big smile on your face. Um, so uh, that means that you had a great time. <laughs> and that's all we can ask for, right? As, as sure. filmmakers. Yeah. So, um, you know, speaking of, you know, uh, what we've collaborated on and your uh, myriad of talents. Um, I always like to know, uh, how did you uh, get involved in the arts? Like, how did you become Q6? How did I become Q6? Yeah, right. Well, I grew up in a very like academic world. Okay. And I, for the majority of my life, I thought I was going to be like a doctor. Like I was always really good in school and, you know, right. and all that. Right. But right. like, as I got older, I started getting more and more depressed. And I realized like this world, the way it's set up, this, this society, yeah. this, we live in a society, you know, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> but this society is just like, I'm realizing like it doesn't benefit the human being. It benefits the corporations, the, the big, system, yeah. the system, right? We're yeah. just seen as, as pawns in their game, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I haven't, that wasn't what made me turn to art it was more I was really really low I was depressed I was having seizures from anxiety wow. I couldn't I yeah so I was supposed to be going to university but I couldn't because I was so anxious right. and so I took a gap year and I started writing and mm -hmm. I started going out and I started dancing with people on the street and I started meeting people and then I realized I'm gonna be an artist I want to mm -hmm. help change the world I want to I want to tear down the corporations. I want, I want this world. I, and then I started getting into spirituality and that's where like the whole, like, it's more than just the art, you know, it's, it's transforming the world. And it became your purpose. Yeah. It became your purpose yeah. in life, right? Yeah. It's not just about being creative or collaborating yeah. and things like that. It's um, now beyond you, right? It's, it's bigger than you. And that's, I, I love that you said that, how you described it, because that's how it yeah. is for me with the dream, right? Um, yeah. At this point, you know, people ask, is it a passion? Is it a hobby? Is it something that mm. you're doing to challenge yourself? No, it's, it's, it's a calling. Like it's something that yeah. I feel like I was destined to do. I don't know why, yeah. but even if I try to go this way, I'm always pulled this way. You know what I mean? It's, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm a spiritual guy in a way where I feel like there's a higher power. And, mm. um, I do believe like, uh, no matter what I do, there's always this force pulling me back, whether I like mm. it or not. And every time I stray away farther, it punishes me. Do you, do you, mm. uh, do you familiarize with something like that? It's true. Like the more you follow your heart, the more things kind of work with you. But right. the more you, the more you do stuff because it's the right thing to do or like, you know, like you have outside forces telling you to do this as opposed to that because theoretically and conceptually it's better. Yeah. The more the more you there's like inner resistance almost. It's like there's something wrong. It's like for me I feel it in my body a lot. Like like I get like really low, like my mood and stuff right. when, I, when I'm doing stuff for myself, mm -hmm. but it's also, yeah, <laughs> but I definitely feel that it's like, it's a force. It's an energy. It's like, I feel like all artists are on that, like on that, on that, um, on that wave. The same wave yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. I, no, no, hundred percent. And that's why, um, that's why I ask those questions. Um, if you've been following my podcast for a while, like those that are listening, it's uh, pretty much of a pattern, pretty rep repetitive of those questions. But I always do ask because I notice and I want to establish as well 
that mm-hmm. we all come from the same place if you really think about it you know mm-hmm. artists aren't like you know there are some don't get me wrong I have I've had guests you know my parents were for it and they supported me they funded me whatever but there's mm-hmm. always that uh hesitancy there's always that doubt mm-hmm. there's always that uh incentive you know what I mean to kind of pursue the arts you know and and something that I've, I see that more and more that's in common because you know I suffered I've, I've uh mm-hmm. been uh you know, open, transparent about this on the podcast is, you know, depression, anxiety, um, mm-hmm. maybe not as severe. I'm not sure about your, how, how bad it was for you, but I do, do get to those points in my life. And the best way I overcome them is by being creative, by being again, true to myself. And I think yeah. that's how you overcame um, that struggle in your life. Literally. Right. Yeah. I think like depression is an epidemic. Like a lot yes. of people are, yeah. Right. No. Yeah. And it's like, but it's stigmatized, it's stigmatized yeah. too, let's be honest, right? Like not, not so much as now, but it's, it's getting less and less. But for males, right? Like when I was talking about, you know, dealing with anxiety or stress, mm-hmm. especially my family being traditional, they're like, you know, stop talking about those things. Like you don't need to worry about those things. And I'm like, no, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't talk about them, you know, to, to get the attention. I'm, I'm trying to yeah. vent. I'm trying to tell people like there's something wrong and I'm not sure what yeah. to do. And by expressing yourself, you know, you can find individuals like yourself that share those commonalities and you're able to get over them as well, right? Mm-hmm. and like make it better for yourselves not just you but it's like everyone around you exactly. I, feel like there's, I feel like there's only two things there's either inclusiveness and like improving yourself and, and by doing that you're improving other people or bringing yourself down and by doing that you're also bringing down the people around you there's exactly. no middle there's no oh it's only me or it's only you know like it's all it's all connected and I feel there's like no, there's no black and white if there's a gray yeah. area, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like when people are depressed, it's like when I was depressed, at least it was like everyone around me in my life at the time was kind of depressed as well, you know? Yeah. And it's like, but it was like sort of like this normal thing that we just accepted being depressed and accepted all the negative, all the negativity around us. And like, it was almost like a competition, like it's an addiction to the negativity. But then it's like, as I, I had to be alone for a while to start getting, to start healing, because yeah. if you're, you're surrounding yourself with people who are like, you're, not, you're just going to stay in the same place. But I'm and glad now that you, I'm, yeah. yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, now that I'm like, I have been alone for so long. And that's actually the next, the song after the next song I'm going to release called Lonely. And it's oh, like, amazing. About, yeah, <laughs> it's, a, nice. it's a good lonely. Yeah. Get that plug um, in. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love it um yeah. no for sure and and um I think that's so important uh you have the bravery to admit that that you needed to be alone because that's that's something very interesting that you said um there's a lot of people especially your age my age whatever like millennials gen z they can't be alone <laughs> mm-hmm. uh whether it's out of a relationship whether it's you know a, a toxic environment they use distractions and we're all guilty of it you know I'm not saying I'm a saint here but I've learned the hard way the only way to heal and the only way to find and love yourself truly is to be with yourself, to really sit with your thoughts and ask ourselves, ask yourself those dangerous questions. That's part of the reason why I pursued this dream is I kind of said like, what do you want for the first time in my life? You know? And the answer was, is I want to be a filmmaker. And that's when I knew what I had to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you always have noise around you, yeah. Right. There you go. (laughs) Let's go. Hype me up. Uh, When you, when you always have noise around you, toxicity, it drowns it out. You can't think for yourself. It's almost like trying to write an essay and there's just like noise, like you're listening to a toxic podcast or just 
music in general, like your, your thoughts are clouded, right? Mm -hmm. um, and you can't think clearly and coherently. So really happy that um, you're mature enough to, to understand that. And um, you've come so far, you know, it, it sounds like yeah. in your journey, right? And, uh, you know, you're, you were a lovely person to work with on set. And um, I, I'll be honest, I never suspected you suffered with, with those uh, kinds of symptoms. So, you know, the fact that you rose above it, uh, kudos to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so going back to the arts and why you pursued, um, you know, the, the whole like career path, like this whole journey, my whole thing is why did you pursue these different art forms and why do you kind of identify yourself as these different mm -hmm. sort of artists? Yeah, honestly, like, it's not like I decided. It's more like it was, I was like, called towards all. Oh, okay. Forms, you know what I mean? So, it's you, like, so you just like realize you had a specialty in every, in each one of them, right? Yeah. And I think they're all connected. And I think like art is, well, first of all, we're all connected. Like that's a spiritual thing. So it's like doing like one art form leads you to doing another, leads you to doing another, you know? And it's like, if you label yourself as one thing, you're kind of cutting yourself off from all the other potential talents you might have, you know? I feel like I feel like we all have a lot of talents and like, you know, if, we, if the only limitations we have are in our heads. Yeah, that's so. true. Yeah, that's the vibe I got, the impression I got from you when I looked at your profile is, you know, uh, here's a woman that, you know, she, she may down the road in five years say, you know what, I'm going to only focus on acting, right? I have the acting bug, singing's not for me. But I like that you uh, proudly label yourself as a singer, a dancer, a model. Um, yeah. and that's what brought me to, that's what brought me to you, right? Is instead of it just being actor, right. Mm -hmm. You proudly said no dancer and you show it, um, through your videos, right. Through your content. Um, mm -hmm. and that's the great thing, right. That makes you a jack of all trades. That makes you, uh, someone that's, uh, easy to work with. Like you can, you're not pegged to one thing, you know, we can not find you for different things. Right. <laughs> and that probably helps too, right. Like with networking, um, you don't just say, Oh, I, I'm not a singer. I can find someone for that. It's like, no, I can sing. You want me to sing for you? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> so you got, you got it down pat. I love it. So that's great that you, you realize it as a calling. Um, now through the process, you know, going back to what you were saying, you come from a very academic traditional family. Um, mm -hmm. was your family, your friends, the environment you were raised in, uh, initially supportive of this, uh, decision or was it, did it take mm -hmm. a toll? Was it, did it play a part in your depression? honestly like I my okay so my mom is really the one that was like always like with me through my whole whole journey like nice. like my depression and all that mm -hmm. and because she saw how depressed and how sick I was like after completing high school and like because I yeah because I always was like a great student and like I was was on top of my shit and stuff and she, right and after seeing how like sick I was, she kind of, she's the one who kind of convinced me. It was like, maybe this isn't for you, you know? Cause I'm, I'm, my mind was still kind of stuck on, oh, I can't, can't be anything else. I have to be like a doctor or like a professional of some sort. And that know? expectation was consuming you so much that it, it affected your health, right? Literally. Yeah. So yeah, it was my mom who like, um, yeah, literally. <laughs> but it was my mom, <laughs> it was my mom who uh, kind of encouraged me to do the art route so that's amazing that's amazing wow so, yeah. so she had your back and that's and that's really touching to hear right because even yeah. though we have parents that might be skeptical might be worried uh, you know my mm -hmm. parents for sure um I can honestly say looking back you know they were they always believed in me it wasn't like they yeah. 
you know, saw me as, cause you have to know your kid too, right? Like, let's be honest. There's every, there's a lot of wannabes out there. Right. Um, yeah. But my, my parents always knew how serious I was and knew that when the time, time um, occurred, I would show up. But mm-hmm. at the same time, they were realistic. They were practical. They didn't want to, again, I came same background as you practical, uh, traditional academic family. You know, I got cousins that are CAs. I got cousins that are urban planners. We didn't really yeah. talk about the arts in my family. Um, so you have me the coming along and I'm the first one to say, no, I want to do something full time in the arts, you know, not on yeah. the side, not as a hobby. Like this is all like all I know, all I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like like I said, it all starts with like the parents kind of giving you that little bit of a push um, or the confidence, you know, that that, you know, that they're on your side, even if. They're, they're a bit worried. Um, my, my, I'm just thinking, recalling like how my parents were like, it was so interesting. Like when, when things were really good, they were like, I always knew you had it. Keep killing it. And then sometimes it was like, they're not as bad now, but before it was like really like bipolar, like back and forth, you know, polarizing. Uh, and then the next time they would be like, you know, do you really need this? Do you really need this stress in your life? Why can't you do something normal? Right. Um, but there's a, that's what, something I wanted to ask you. Like, the more and more I pursue this dream, um, I always liked, I've always embraced the idea of being different. I like being different. Um, even mm. though sometimes I get frustrated or, you know, no one wants to be that different where you don't belong. Right. Everyone wants to belong somehow, but mm. I always enjoyed the idea that, um, I'm doing something that's different than anyone else. You know, like what I do, no one else can do. And not because mm. I'm being pretentious about it. It's just whatever produce, whatever. Yeah. Whatever I produce from my head, um you can't teach that you know what i mean Mm -hmm. just like for yourself like i no one can teach me how to make the songs you produce right Mm -hmm. so i you know just endlessly am uh, captivated by that and it it pushes me more and more do you feel the same way when you create your art is that oh yeah yeah and i lately i've been i've been doing a lot more experimentation in terms of music nice and i'm I'm finding my lane i'm finding my my sound because like I, I don't know when you first start you you kind of try to replicate people that you admire yeah. but it's and it's normal fun. apparently yeah yeah, yeah yeah it's like it's the process you know yeah. like and it just it's not yeah it wasn't really me and now I'm starting to find who I am as an artist as a singer and yeah so I'm like on that path right now learning <laughs> that, that's amazing no that's great to hear um and and that's uh the normal path right that's that's all part of uh, transitioning into uh, Q6, <laughs> right? Uh, the person you want to you want to be. So yeah. Um, yeah. So going back to your social media page, you know, upon observing it, I see that you have created an array of projects for yourself and pursued several collaborations with some talented artists across um, the film, music, and dance industry. So from your resume of projects, which ones bring you the most pride and fulfillment? I think um, my zombie music video. because that was the first one where it was like I made the AV script I recruited the dance I paid everyone you know like I got the location it was the first one where I really had like I was the organizing force between behind everything plus it was from my song you know I felt I felt like I don't know I was taking charge of a project like fully and like yeah and it was for my own video it was for my own brand for my own song yeah instead of serving someone else's you're you're saying you you got all your resources together all your contacts and you made something um from your vision right yeah like you acted as a producer that's exactly how Abil and I felt with these projects yeah so highly relatable as well yeah for sure um and I'm happy with the result too so you're happy with sorry what I'm happy with the result yes 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 of course no 
Um, and you should be right. Like you put all that uh, time and effort into it. And then it yeah. just, and what you have to tell yourself as well is like, just to know it's only going to get better because yeah. there are so many things like that's what with demon, right? The last project we worked on, we still had a great time, much better than my first project back when I was 20, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, we always know what to, to improve on. We always know what to do for, for the next time. Right. And that's what makes us artists, um, always realizing, you know, areas, uh, in which we can build upon, um, mm -hmm. and perfect. Right even though there's no such thing as perfection, we can always strive toward it. Um, yeah. and that's our endless obsession. <laughs> yeah. uh, I always say as writers, right? Um, we're, all tell we're all trying to tell the perfect story. Uh, that's why we're in it, even though there's no such thing as the perfect story. But mm -hmm. uh, it, it is kind of, perfect in itself, you know, because it, it's perfectly it, imperfect, right? It's, yeah. yeah, you know, like everything is on it is perfect, you know, because it, it is it is what it is but know? i'm saying but but i know but i'm saying because people would ask me like you know oh like how do you write how do you have the time to write or like how do you get that energy right especially my sister mm -hmm. she always cracks me <laughs> up and it's like i just told her i said we all uh, for me to write it's because i know that the perfect story doesn't yet exist and as writers mm -hmm. we always feel like we, we can tell that perfect story um mm -hmm. now it's subjective because you might not think it's a perfect story but once i'm done completing that story i know it's perfect for me Right. Yeah, and that's why we continue exactly. to write stories, because if the perfect story exists, existed, perfection is everybody's not anonymous, uh, anonymous, unanimously agrees. Right. Yeah, that it's perfect. You and I would mm -hmm. say, oh, no, Jurassic Park was a perfect story. Sorry, like, Daniel, I don't know why you're trying. Like, we already know what the perfect story is. But no, like, <laughs> Jurassic Park isn't the perfect. I don't know why I use that example. But there's so many stories out there. And the reason why we create day in and day out is because we believe in ourselves as artists mm -hmm. um this is the perfect song this is the perfect uh, yeah. story this is the perfect music video um and i, I just be put I out there exactly like, exactly yeah this needs to exist in this universe like. it needs to be put out exactly you said it you said it beautifully like for me that's when i knew i was doing it for the right reasons where it was mm -hmm. like yeah of course you don't you want the money you want the the, the yeah. vanity you want you you want you know some recognition that's what great makes mm -hmm. a great story right is there is an audience mm -hmm. However, yeah. I don't do it for those reasons. Like I never once entered the business thinking like, oh, I just want to like write stories and get paid. It's like, mm. no, I want to do what I love and get paid for it. So I don't have to do yeah. another job. But all the stories that I've made, I could have sold them by now. I don't know if I'd get money, but I could have just wiped my hands clean from them if I was only in it for the vanity, the money or whatever have mm. you. But I'm not in it for that. I'm in it so that way my name's attached and I can tell the best story I can possible. And it can hopefully inspire people as much as the stories before me inspired me. Right. Literally. Yeah. So yeah, great, great, uh, great uh, analysis on that. Um, and mm -hmm. I want to know now from, we talked about, you know, your high moments uh, with your projects. Um, were there any ones that uh, you found challenging any projects that uh, you wish you could have improved on um, that gave you some hard lessons on life? Um, I feel like just like collaborations in general, like teach me mm -hmm. a lot about the kind of people I want to work with. Yeah. But it also teaches me about the areas that I need to improve on when it comes to collaborating with other people. Right. Like I remember there was this one time that I like, I just like, I, I was doing too much. And like, I, I went over to the studio and I was exhausted. I didn't sleep the night before. Okay. And it's like, we were trying to be productive, but I couldn't, like, I, I wasn't, I wasn't giving the best version of myself because right. I, I wasn't taking care of myself and I had to leave. I was like, yo, I'm sorry. Like, 
I, I kind of just wasted time. I, f- I just felt like I was wasting time. And it's like, that's the kind of stuff where it's like, you have to look at yourself and be like, what do I need to do differently in order to be the, mo- the best version, the best artist I can be? And it also, also like I've been in collaboration situations where I just didn't appreciate the way they were moving you know like <laughs> yeah yeah the prof- professionalism is very important it's the artists um you know don't, don't give themselves enough credit or try to you know shy away from it but you have to treat it um like you're running a business you have to treat it like yeah. you're working for a corporate office you know some a lot of people like denounce our, our, our artistry by saying you know you don't need to worry about time it'll get sorted out or like you know do it for the experience the exposure like you know, you, you should feel lucky you're doing it. It's like, no, I take it very serious. And if you take mm-hmm. it serious, you'll attract and surround yourself mm-hmm. with the people that, that take it serious. Like, yeah. again, bringing it back to Demon, like I was really impressed, yourself included, with the professionalism um, that, think about it, like you guys were different ages. You know, we're all in our 20s, mm-hmm. but you guys were, well, you're, you're 20, right? 20. 19. You're 19. Holy shit. So you're not even 20. Almost in October. <laughs> all good. All good. But what I'm, but my yeah. point being is that I know a lot of 19 year olds and it's like, whoa, like they're, they wouldn't probably show up on time and they would probably be like, you know, settle down, but mm-hmm. you really showed up, you know? And, and again, like there's different age views, but everybody acted accordingly. And I think that's mm-hmm. what you need. You need. And I, I'm really happy you're, you're self-aware about that. Yeah. I think like, I don't know about the whole like corporate office type thing (laughs) just because like I don't think like art I don't think life at all should ever be like no 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 what I what I mean to be what I mean to say is like there should be some sort of structure Mm, um like in in terms of no you're absolutely right I I I am completely avoidant of the corporate structure (laughs) but when it comes to a system in place that's something you could admire like organization my mom Mm -hmm. taught me that since I was a kid like being organized clean productive yeah discipline hard work like those are things literally right telepathically we know each other we know each other love it um it's just those those are critical like i'm telling you Mm -hmm. ava like when you get older as you as you keep doing this you'll realize like abil and i you you know Uh how we work we're we're uh creative partners Mm -hmm. we don't shit around (laughs) it's like you show up you show up that's it and again we're artists in our own way but the way abil operates too very very business oriented um you know mm-hmm. i'm only going to call you once maybe twice after that you're on your own i'm not dealing with you yeah and you yeah. need that because again mm-hmm. there's a lot of uh flakes there's a lot of people that uh, take you for a ride and mm-hmm. it's all fun in the beginning right when you're you're mm-hmm. trying to make it you're, you're you're young whatever but when you're starting like when you're 27 like me mm-hmm. and every project counts and you're you're trying mm-hmm. to make money and you're trying to make something happen by a certain age 30 like trust me push comes to shove you know you have to you have to show up and you have to to treat it like an organization in that sense but in yeah. terms of the actual art yeah you should mm-hmm. definitely not make it right reg- i hate that <laughs> that regimented idea like when we're on set like me and you were like joking around you know like it's fun but we're also productive and we're, we're also, also productive and i what i liked about you is when i said okay let's be serious because we got to shoot mm-hmm. this it wasn't like oh my god like stop being like that it's <laughs> you're serious no i'm serious you're serious yeah, like real. you showed up and it's like, yeah. but then in between, I was like, you know, joking around with the blade and we were making fun of like, the fruit ninja. Like we were just, be- because that's how I see it. It's like, <laughs> I don't want to be, <laughs> do you remember that? She remembers yeah. that joke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we were talking, I was telling you about my playlist, right? Like you're asking me about yeah. my song. That's what I mean is that in the corporate world, I feel like you're really like, you know, stagnant, like, oh, can't yeah. rigid, but you know, you can't do anything. Scared of the big boss. Scared of the big boss, right? And uh, mm. you know, uh, not that I identify as a big boss, but being the, <laughs> being, being the director on set, 
that that's the probably the leader and i'm, I'm being honest about yeah. this i've had actually people i've worked with that told me after the fact that they're really afraid uh because they didn't know who i was and how i was going to treat them because they've mm-hmm. dealt with projects um where the director is like really um uh, you know just down their throat um mm-hmm. can can lash out at them and things like that and i guess the way i and you, and you told me you and claire right like you came out to me and yeah. you you told me how i handled myself it's like there's no need to to, to rip apart anyone mm-hmm. uh when everyone's trying you know what i mean like yeah. it's like who like am i do i really have to show you i'm the bigger man by doing that no i show okay. you through my energy right it's yeah. like we're all here for the same purpose now mm-hmm. if you want to act like that you can leave right mm-hmm. but a true leader what i believe what i'm trying to say is like the big boss like corporate that's why i'm not a fan of that because they use mm-hmm. their powers for different reasons like they try mm-hmm. to you know prove manipulate. something that they're, yeah yeah manipulate yeah. right and it's like that's not true power right yeah. um true power is you know who you are you know where you stand and mm-hmm. everybody else feels it and everybody else respects you for it right mm-hmm. you don't need to to rip apart someone just to prove your mm-hmm. point now if yeah. it gets to that level like that person clearly didn't belong there and everyone would support you on that but that's my point, right? It's like, I'm not going to start intervening and uh, acting that way. So really happy that uh, everybody, uh, you know, w- was working with me that day. And that's all I got to say. Yeah, for sure. So um, what art form do you find, though, uh, do you most identify with or is closest to your heart? Or would, the, would you say they all are in the same playing field? Like, yes, they're all in the same playing field. But I think dance is like, I've been doing it for the awesome. longest amount of time yeah yeah awesome and especially when I had like my seizures and stuff it was because I wasn't like I was very restricted like mentally but also physically like I I wasn't expressing myself and now I realized like there was so much energy trapped in my body that my body would like there you go yeah 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 no but the ability to move right that's why they say that's why they say exercise yeah like get that energy flowing get it yeah yeah release it of course I literally dance all the time, like on the subway, like. And oh yeah! I just, wow. I, I just dance through life, you know. That's so amazing. Like all this, this energy, like I'm meant to, I'm meant to be. You know? So, so are you like, naturally? Yeah, are you naturally an extrovert, or would you never in a million years see yourself dancing on a subway? Oh, oh yeah, I was naturally an extrovert. Oh okay, okay, dep- that helps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When, yeah, when yeah. I was when I was depressed, I was more like. You know? Of course, of course, but yeah. Now that I'm the real me again, I'm always like I talk to people you know I've never been scared of like meeting someone new and like getting to know them and you know that's good no (laughs) no that's good no I asked that because growing up I was very um I was seen as a very reserved individual and you know I Mm -hmm. I I still can be but in order to excel in this career right um I'm I push myself you know to to be out there and and really converse with uh different people right um that's the only way we can expand the network um, but I am curious if people start that way, like myself, like uh, not start that way, kind of grow into that, like myself, or they are already that kind of individual, right? So that's yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. The ladder. <laughs> the ladder. Yeah. No, it's, it's definitely serving you for sure. Uh, and it'll be soon serving us. So I'm happy that uh, dance is your favorite uh, passion to pursue or you yeah. identify with. Um, yeah. So back to social media, you know, social media is a powerful platform that, you know, allows mm-hmm. creatives like ourselves to communicate, connect network on various projects, um, to reach potential clients as proven, um, with each other. Um, you and I were only able to establish this professional collaboration because of the existence of the technology. And Mm -hmm. although social media has proven to be detrimental to our mental health as a society, it still Mm -hmm. offers a litany of benefits, uh, from those looking to create a brand livelihood, and ultimately a legacy for themselves. 
Now, I want to know from you, like, how has social media served you as an artist? Mm. Um, I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, is like it that you're, was it beneficial it. primarily or did it uh, get to that because you served yourself, if that makes sense? Like, it's 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 literally my LinkedIn. Like, I don't okay. use anything amazing, amazing. No LinkedIn, <laughs> no. just social media, just Instagram. <laughs> literally at this point. Yeah, I feel like social media. I love like it. instagram is like the the linkedin for dancers and you know like on spin the disney movie like they found yeah. all the dancers from that movie from instagram oh yeah like, i believe it yeah yeah, yeah. They looked at the profile it's visual how else do you yeah you got to see how they move how they there's so many dancers that i follow too right that i've, yeah. I've got inspiration right but yeah for sure yeah and it yeah it's like social media is only detrimental if like it's like your whole life, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like social media is the cherry on top. You have to have like a solid, like your life has to be in this world and in, in the 3D universe, you know? Yeah. You get up, up out of bed, you know, what are you doing with your day? If you're, if, if social media is like, you're only doing stuff to post on social media and stuff, that's where it can get depressing because it's like, you're constantly comparing yourself. Your whole sense of worth and like purpose in life is like, is on a 2d screen that's yeah. not healthy that's that's where yeah so i think like social media is a very great tool and i, I think like and i think it's i think it's like so powerful but you have to have that balance between the real life self sense of self sense of purpose in this world and using social media to kind of help with that and i feel like that's what i do i, I like i have my main focus of what I do in yeah. in this world and like in-person collaborations you know and then social media is just like a little extra that yeah know? like moments moments of uh document like uh documentation exactly. or uh just to showcase you know what you've been up to people keeping people up to date but it's not everything you base your entire existence on and that's very mm -hmm. important and that's something that I kind of view social media as um for the longest time is um, not so. I was never a fan of social media. Um, I can never, I'll be honest. I don't really care for it as much. Um, I care for it because of my business. Yeah. I care for it because of yeah. my business and the people like yourself that I connect with, but I'm, I'm, I prefer, uh, meeting people, talking to people in person. Like I, I get a different high, right. Um, some people live off of that, but, um, that doesn't mean that we can't, like you said, uh, make it serve our interests, right. Uh, make it serve our benefits. Um, yeah. I learned a long time ago, very fast, is that if I produce more than I consume, um, mm. I'll avoid it being detrimental to me, right? So if I'm on mm. it, just scrolling, 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 but yeah. I'm posting, uh, you know, once a month, but I'm scrolling every day, right? Seven mm. days a week. And I'm only posting once a month about things that matter to me. Of course, I'm mm. going to be sad, right? Because that ratio, <laughs> there's an imbalance. It's disproportionate. But if yeah. I'm posting, right? I'm sure you see my profile. If I'm posting like, you know, five times mm. a week, right? Seven times a week. And I'm also mm -hmm. scrolling and stuff. I can also feel like I'm contributing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like if you can't beat them, join them, as they say. Yeah. So, so that's how I, exactly having that balance. And that's yeah. how I kind of seen it because I feel like you won't compare yourself as much if you know that you're also putting yourself out there. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you're also trying yourself. You're being the best version of yourself. Exactly. Right. Like you can't compare with another dancer because you're actually doing dance. It's not like you're sitting at home depressed, like your, your, your mm -hmm. old self, you know, cause then of course you're going to be thinking like, Oh, like, look at these guys are doing what I love, what I excel at. You're putting yourself out there too. Right. So it's like, it's impossible if you're putting yourself out there as well to, to kind of hit that. And again, we're human. 
I'm guilty of it. We have our days. I'm sure you do as well, where <laughs> it, it gets to us, right? But uh, yeah. that's the time to put the phone away, right? And <laughs> that's the time to realize, yeah. hey, there's bigger things in life to be grateful for. I think we lost lost yeah. sight of that. But yeah. uh, I, I really loved how you described that, Ava, actually, like the cherry on top. That's how it should be. Mm -hmm. Build a strong foundation, right? Um, don't let anything define you. You know what I mean? That's what I kind of come to terms with during the pandemic. Um, all these things, all these materialism, you know, like even with this dream, right? Like I always think, oh, I'm going to find that guy that's going to like say, yo, we, you know, he's going to pick me out and discover me. And you never know mm -hmm. in life how things are going to happen. But instead of weighing on that, it's like, no, mm -hmm. no, have the attitude that no one's going to define you. No one defines your dream, but yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you're responsible to get yourself there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I really, I really uh, believe that every artist should kind of possess that attitude. I, yeah, I used to like go on social media and I saw people doing big things and, I, and I'm like, oh, I'm not doing enough. I'm not, you Same. know, I feel, I feel insecure. I feel like, like, yeah. I, I feel like I need them to bring me there. But the more I started doing stuff for myself, the more whenever when I see those same people doing big things it's like I'm happy for them instead of jealous of them if that makes exactly. sense exactly no like, no for sure I know like I could be there too you know but yeah. my path is currently here and I'm and I'm happy with what I'm doing right now so it's like and that's the most I'm, important step yeah is, is so to I, go, I go there literally yeah and, and I, I just get inspired when I see people doing big things and I think social media is great for that too it's like like whoa like it kind of gives me ideas of, of what I can do almost yeah yeah no for sure for sure I love I love that you have that attitude um you're very positive um individual you're very optimistic and that's what you need to be in order to survive in this industry <laughs> right because you could slip at any time <laughs> right yeah. same with you yo I love your energy I love being on set with you you know thank you, thank so you. from day one like it was just good energy thank you yeah. yeah no i i really i really no i really appreciate that it means a lot actually because um it's coming from someone that also like experienced my own kind of dark days right um mm. i always was a positive person naturally you know what i mean like happy yeah. um but mm. like yourself you know when you're sad or like when you're in your dark moments you were kind of closed off so it's like mm. it was important for me that the people i surround myself with never uh feel that you know what i mean like i always wanted to make people feel comfortable because when you mm -hmm. make them feel comfortable, they bring their best selves out. Um, mm -hmm. So when we first met, yeah, when we first met and I introduced myself, like we had a Zoom call similar to this mm -hmm. um, and I was proposing all these projects. I said, okay, we'll, we'll take it in stride. But yeah. once you get to know me, yeah, of course, right? But like with anything, you don't want to overwhelm the person. But I, I just, I'm that confident that it's like, once you get to know me, you'll understand like how passionate I am and how much mm -hmm. uh, we can do uh, together, right? So really happy that you see eye to eye on that and uh mm -hmm. looking forward to, to more collaborations <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um so social media uh has served you as an artist um we've already established that um how can we entice artists that are maybe are struggling with it or looking to establish themselves on the platform like what can you tell them any advice um any any sort of words of encouragement yeah just follow your heart and mm -hmm. do do stuff in purpose person go out you right. know like right. if someone tells you about something that's going on and you're like oh, I don't know if I should go you know what if there's a lot of people just do it just go out yeah yeah be yourself meet people it might not it might not like do anything any right away but down the line you're gonna accumulate all these people that have seen you out and eventually people are going to be like oh I know this person from this per from this person and it's like oh so that's who you are and like 
you find your path by just doing stuff and figuring out what you like and what you don't like but don't 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 put all of your eggs into like honestly like when I used to at the beginning when I was trying to be an actor I like um I was doing everything online like I was applying online and stuff that stuff isn't very effective because they're not really you're not really making a connection you know and so there's no reason for them to really like pick you that the real the real like projects happen when you meet people in person and you and then they remember you and they're like oh this person would be good for that you know so yeah that's why yeah sorry go ahead go ahead (laughs) sorry nike just freaking do it just freaking do it let's go let's i should have worn the nike shirt just to promote that um honestly yeah sorry what's that and also don't stress because I feel like there's you put if you put too much pressure on yourself to be perfect at everything, it's like you're you're hurting yourself. You yeah, know? that's Just, something. Yeah. It's strange though. Like uh not that I like strive for perfection, but I think I don't know what it is. I think as you get older, like you take it more serious and you just realize mm-hmm. I don't know. There's just this, like you said, back from the beginning of the podcast, the societal like pressure of a system mm-hmm. where you're getting yeah. to that age and you gotta like start thinking about this. And I, I and I've realized that lately because I've never used to be like that. I used to just do stuff and put stuff out there. I still do, but I'm saying I always have those like moments where it's like, oh, like could th- could this been better? Or, like why did this person do this? But mm-hmm. I think that's the that's the key. The only way you're gonna survive is just to keep going. Um, because mm-hmm. if you worry so much about posting one piece of content, someone mm-hmm. else is gonna post five hundred. <laughs> in a blink of an eye right so that's why i've always been the kind of character just keep putting stuff out there as best as best and as frequently as you can um Mm -hmm. and that's really important what you said right like meet people in person this is why i do the podcast this is why i have zoom calls is because with the pandemic and also you know the circumstances of meeting up with people sometimes it's just inconvenient there's Mm -hmm. no reason why you can't have a face-to-face face-to-face is even better than a phone call and is even better, better than DMs or text messages. Mm-hmm. As soon as the person sees your face and sees your, like how you communicate, how you carry your energy, like you were telling me, right. Um, it changes the game. If you just knew me from a DM, <laughs> it would be a different conversation. So uh, <laughs> that that's important. And I'm glad, I'm glad you shared that advice with everyone. So thank you, Ava. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So Ava Q6. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, sharing your journey, your insights, your advice. Um, it really means a lot. And everybody here, I'm sure, is going to be inspired by what you've said. Um, do you have anything to say before we go? Um, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She's just dancing away. She's, in the, she's already in the vibe. We don't want to break it. On that note, uh, thank you again, Q6, for coming on the podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And we'll talk soon.